welcome back to a podcast where I'm by myself yet again. But you know what? I'm really working on having guests. I just never know who to invite. So if you have any ideas of who to invite on my podcast, please like DM me at Dear Teenage Girl or uh, leave a comment. I don't know if you can do that on podcasts. Can you? Or like I think on Apple Podcasts, you can like leave a review, like leave a good review and then like have like, oh, you should have so and so on the podcast because I would I'm in, interested in who you guys want to hear on the podcast. Um, but friends are limited, you know, because everyone's so busy, which I totally understand. I've, like I have a crazy life, like it's sometimes really hard for me to keep up with the podcast, but it's something that I love. So I make sure I do do it. But um for other people, of course, it's not their priority, right? So it's hard to get people on the show. But I've been so thankful for the people have on, I have have had on the show. Thinking back in this year, I think I've had Sophie and Anna and Leah, Kennedy, Courtney. I've had so many amazing people on this podcast and I'm so grateful for them and I hope to have so many amazing people coming back on. Um, but for this podcast, I'm going to be talking about 10 things that I learned this year. And so for the first five, they're going to kind of be like funny things that have like funny stories uh, over the past year. Um, but then the next 10 are going to be like serious, like spiritual things that I've learned. So let's get into it. So basically, my whole life, I grew up very shy, and I never knew what to say, and so I'd always get comments of people being like, oh, like, you need to talk more, like, you're too shy, like, you never talk at all, um, and then uh, I would, like, be super overtired at, like, maybe, like, camp or something, and I would be super hyper, um, and I always look back and cringe with people were like, oh, like, I like you so much better when you're like hyper and you're talking and you're laughing and you're funny. And so then in my brain, I've almost like had to become like this um, alter ego who is outgoing, who is talkative and uh, being shy and always being silent has made me almost like cringe at those silent moments. Like I hate those, that awkward silence. And to some people, it might not be awkward silence. But to me, I've om- I've almost made everything awkward silence because in my head, I'm like, oh, they're not going to like you because you're shy. Like, you need to fill in every moment, right? But sometimes you run out of things to talk about. Um, so one thing that I've learned is that I need to learn new conversational starters because I was at camp all summer and that was my first kind of big outing since, like, quarantine because I think... We were in lockdown from like January to, I can't remember, or like end of December to like sometime in January or February or March or something, but then we ha- we were back in lockdown like after April break, and uh, things were just starting to open up, and I was able to go to the Bible camp for the summer, and I had been doing online school for like a long time, so I almost forgot how to socialize with people, so the first time like socializing with people I'm like so hyper I'm like so like the adrenaline's going and I'm so outgoing and so then I put like I needed to keep this um front up or not front like I needed to keep this it's not even an act I just needed to keep being that person right and not just be like that shy quiet person so there'd be like a, a pause in the conversation so I'd be like hey does anyone like pizza? Because, I mean, that's a great conversational starter I found because if people are like, yeah, like, I like pizza, I think you'd be like, oh, like, what's your favorite pizza topping? And then that uh, develops the conversation to, like, do you like pineapple on pizza? And then that is a question that's, like, kind of like politics or, like, religion. Like, it, 
it hurts people's feelings sometimes. So sometimes you got to avoid that question. Sometimes it's interesting to see what people's sides are on that. But also, um, then from that, you can be like, oh, like, what's your favorite food? Uh, or like, do you like watch movies when you're eating pizza? Or like, do you have to have like a Coke when you're eating pizza? Like I know some people, if they're having pizza, they need to have a Coke with that pizza, right? So I mean, it's random questions about food, but you get a conversation going and, and then it, as I found conversations develop into random, whatever the next conversation topic is about. But um, it came to the point where I had no idea what to say. And um, we were really close at camp, but we were with each other 24-7. And you got to keep in mind that when you're with each other for a long time, sometimes you run out of things to say. So I think that I was using that phrase a little bit too much to the point where my cousin turns around one day and he's like, you know, Amy, whenever anyone even brings up the word pizza, I have to leave the conversation because of you. <laughs> and I find that hilarious because I know that I overuse that phrase. But, like, what do I even talk about? Like, sometimes I don't know. Like, I'm not someone that likes to stir up drama or, like, gossip. And I think it takes up most of people's conversations, right? So, I'm trying to keep it light with, like, pizza. So, like, I've turned it into, like, my thing where it's almost like I'll ask, like, oh, what's your favorite type of pizza, like, as a joke, or, like, do you like pizza as a joke, um, but then I've also developed it to, like, oh, like, trying to find, like, the randomest, um, conversational story I could find, like, what's your favorite type of onion ring, well, people are, like, what, there's not even types of onion rings, so I definitely need new conversational starters that are actually, like, good, but that is, <laughs> one thing I learned another thing I learned is that I need a schedule my goodness when I set a schedule I'm so good to get everything done on that schedule and I've learned that when you make a schedule you need to do that in order you can't like skip it otherwise a you kind of like throw off your whole schedule and you throw off your whole day so I'll, like wake up and um I just love getting that like dopamine when you like cross something off so I'll, like write everything on that schedule right like wake up so like automatically like cross it off yes that dopamine woo uh like read my bible work out blah 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 blah. and when I have that schedule then I want to keep to it I want that rush of dopamine I want to cross it off so then I'll stick to the schedule and I'll be so productive but when I don't have a schedule then I do nothing um which is really bad so I learned that for 2022 next week I'm going to talk about my new year's resolution so for 2022 I'm gonna work on making more schedules so I can stay productive and uh yeah because otherwise I really don't do anything I like watch all day or sleep all day and I really am someone who likes to go out and do stuff with my life like seriously like I love going out on an adventure hanging out with friends uh but um, if like my friends aren't available or I can't go on an adventure because I'm doing nothing at home, then that's a problem which kind of um, goes into the next one is in these lockdowns, I've really learned that I have a very addictive personality to shows, like to an unhealthy level. Like some people like watch a show and they have such discipline where they can watch one episode a day or maybe like two episodes a day. Um, but I can't, I can't do that. I get so addicted. It's not even funny. Like, I feel like I'm, and especially in lockdown, like, didn't like my life because it was lockdown. Like, you're stuck at home and I love my family, right? But at the same time, as I said, I'm also someone who likes to go out and have adventures. I'm someone who likes to hang out with my friends and my family and I couldn't do that in lockdown. I was stuck, um, just at home. Um, and so, um, I didn't like my life as much. So then I'm like, wow, like, 
really like watching these shows with like these mysteries and these teenagers are like going out and they're like solving crime and they're doing all these things that's so exciting and they have all these amazing relationships <laughs> um which uh yeah I can't necessarily relate to right and actually I'm just gonna pause and say I was talking to my friend the other day and it's so funny because when I make these comments, people are like, oh, like, you're such a pick me. And I'm like, really? I'm not. I'm just, like, completely 100% making fun of myself. Um, just thought I'd, I'd say that so you guys aren't like, wow, this Amy, she's really a pick me girl. Um, but anyway, back to the point. Yeah, I get so addicted. I have watched, like, a seven-season show with the episodes that are, like, 40 minutes each. Uh, and there's, like, 23 episodes a season. I've watched that in, like two months it's really bad it's really unhealthy and that's something that I need to work on talk about new year's resolutions I want to be able to have that discipline but I literally can't because I get so sucked in I get so hooked and I feel like I'm like that extra character in the show that needs to like fall around and like see what's going on um and number four of what I learned this year is that I'm not ready to grow up um I have applied to universities and colleges and I applied to two universities for their music program and then two universities for their songwriting program and I got accepted to all four so I have to decide what to do for that um, which is so scary but I also realized that I'm just not ready to grow up I think for my whole life I always thought I was ready to grow up I was so excited to grow up it was it was such so exciting I'd like be like to my parents whenever and fight like only like 1,922 days until I'm like 18 and I can move out. I'm just kidding. That was definitely was never a number. Or maybe it was like when I was younger. I'm not quite sure. But anyway, um, I used to have the days memorized until I was turning 18. Not that I got in like a lot of fights with my parents. I loved them to death. And just like, you know, sometimes when you have that odd fight with your parents, you're like, I used that and I was so ready to grow up. I was so ready to move out. I was so ready to have a new chapter of my life because a lot of my friends are older. So I saw them, like a lot of them are married now and like have kids. And I'm like, I want that too. When I'm stuck in high school where I go to high school, 400 kids, I have good friends, but it's like everyone else. Like, I don't know. I'm just ready, like no opportunities, nothing. So I'm just ready to go out into the big world and see what it has to offer. Um, but now I'm like, wow, I have no money. <laughs> and I'm currently unemployed, which is fun. I need to get a job in the new year. Um, I was working at like a deli and bakery, but then quit and didn't get a job since. And that was in like September. So I need to get a job to get money. But other than that, like I've learned that I'm really not ready to grow up. Like I want to be a kid again and I want to be able to spend time with my family. I learned that this year that family really matters and that I'm not spending enough time with my family and that's something I really want to do. So if you are still like 14, 15, 16, 17 uh, and you're just so ready to grow up, like just wait. I remember people telling me that and it irked me. I was like, oh, don't tell me that. Like I'm ready to be a grown up right now. Can you not see how mature I am? And I was so excited to grow up and now I'm grown up and I'm like, where did the time go? Like, I just wish I had more time with my family to spend with them. And uh, another advice I would give you that I have learned, um, this is not part of my list, but uh, I have learned that start saving your money, young folks, because college and university is expensive. 
And then to my last thing that I've learned, um, number five of the funny things that I've learned is that when you have deadpan sarcasm, you got to laugh at the end of your jokes because not everyone will understand you. That's what I've learned. I'm someone who's very sarcastic and my sarcasm came out a lot this summer, but sometimes people didn't realize I was funny. They thought that I was mean. Um, and so I learned that I had to laugh after every sentence, especially um, I was in math class and I was doing my test in another room and my teacher was like, oh, okay, like, uh, this girl will be in the class with you. And that girl was actually um, one of my really good friends. Um, but I was like, oh, like, I have to see if like, we'll get along or, or something like that, like sarcasm. And my teacher looked at me like genuinely concerned, like, why are you saying this? Like, will you get along? So I had to like force a laugh, be like, ha jokes, it's funny. Um, and I had another person come up to me and it's like, Amy, I would hear you say all these comments and I didn't realize that they were jokes until I did and you're actually so funny I'm like thank you like I really try to be funny but I also need to make sure that people like understand my humor because it is like sarcasm but I say it with such like a deadpan face like I won't crack a smile and I'm like it's like serious but it actually is a joke and that is the five kind of more light-hearted things that I've learned with stories to go with them because I thought Let's share some stories from this year. Um, but then let's get into some good spiritual things that I've learned. So on to the more serious things that I've learned, like the spiritual things that I've learned. Um, starting at number five is that God provides. That's something that I've seen throughout my whole life. But um, I've also seen it this year um, through different situations. Like I know that when I was going through a rough time spiritually, then um, like the next thing I knew... Um, I was going to camp and I was in a Christian environment around Christians. Then I was having to be that leader and that example that was like teaching others about Christ. So I had to really look, be like, why am I struggling? What am I doing? And then I was able to fix myself because I realized that I needed to be that um, example for others. And I think that was a good um, reality check and a good um, uh, switch to change my heart and to change my perspective instead of being guilty and hiding from God if I'm the one who's um, like sharing with these kids that God loves you no matter what you've done no matter um, where you've been no matter anything and then I'm the one who's hiding and being guilty for things that I've done like that's kind of hypocritical right and I didn't want to be that way so it was amazing um, to have that perspective switch and just humble myself and come back to God uh, not that I, like, run from God, but, like, you know, like, a little bit of a hide, you know, like, not so much of, a, like, a Jonah, but, like, a little bit of a Gideon, you know, uh, hiding in the wine press, um, <laughs> but, uh, just, I've seen so much how God has provided throughout the year, um, I know when I was on online school, uh, I had a French class and everything was, like, um, asynchronous so you're working all by yourself and just the motivation is going down and I was like praying to God I'm like God like I don't think I can make it through the school year like I'm I'm done with school I'm done with everything um and then the next octomester I had music and my teacher was like everything was on zoom and she was very like uh you need to have like um 
make this like page of like five things that you've learned from each like class session which was so good because it made sure I was paying attention and made sure I was doing work and so I got a great mark in that class and it was all thanks to um how God provided that teacher for me how God provided that class for me and um that was amazing and those are like smaller stories but God has just provided for me so much and I think that what I've learned is I need to appreciate that and I need to recognize that as well um because sometimes it just happens so fast that you almost forget what it was like before and you don't even realize how much God is providing in your life but let me tell you who he is another thing is God heals um I've struggled a lot this year as I said but God heals everything whether it's mental health a mental illness, whether it's physical health, physical illness. I know that God healed me from my eating disorder and I'm so thankful to him for it because uh, yes, it had been going on for two years, but when he healed it, he healed it instantly and I haven't struggled with it since. And I know that's not going to be the case for any everyone, but I think that that's an amazing part of my testimony that I thank God for every single day that I haven't had to struggle with that anymore because let me tell you, it sucked. Just remembering the thought of being so hungry, but not being able to eat because your body physically won't let you eat because you're telling yourself that you're not worthy of food like that's a horrible state to be in and just seeing how God has healed me so yes sometimes I look in the mirror and I don't like what I see actually a lot of the times I look in the mirror and I don't like what I see but I've never been able to take action into it again and I'm so thankful to God for that God also heals other mental illnesses um like depression or anxiety and he's healed me from that multiple times this past year and it doesn't mean that it doesn't keep coming back because I am in a wolf world full of sin and I do have um these sin tendencies like getting in a depressive state or uh, struggling with my anxiety but I know that God heals that and he and he's healed it all the time and I'm so thankful for him number three I learned to listen to God and his calling. I I know that this year I had no idea what to do for school. Next year was between going for music and going for an interior design. And I think that I had two very detailed pictures of my life. With interior design, I wanted to be like a boss woman. Like um I know there's this TikTok um going around that was like um I can't remember if it was like her grandma or grandpa or her mother or her father was like, uh, you need to like marry rich. Um, and then she's like, but I am a rich man. Or like, you need to marry a rich man. And then she's like, but mom, what if I am that rich man, right? Like I wanted to be that, like I am like a boss lady. I'm that rich man. Like I'm making money. I, I'm going to like start a family and they're going to uh, uh, like live a good life you know um and I knew that that wasn't like in ministry but I also knew that God could use me there as an interior designer and God I also kind of wanted to be like a a worship leader like a youth pastor you know uh just like working with youth and um was singing and like teenage girls like uh I'm doing on this podcast and kind of going in the ministry aspect of things and I know I was praying for it for so long and I was just like God like where do you want me to be and I was like God like um just show me like just show me what you want me to be where like what you want me to do where you want me to be and I remember he kept on putting the same worship song on my for you page with different people um 
it was like the song is like any pick me up any turn me around any place my feet on solid ground hallelujah that song and i would see people from like the lgbtq or like plus community i'd see people um who were like jewish i'd see people who were from like all different religions all different people who were like like um uh like i am so far from christianity but this song gives me hope this makes me want to look um, into becoming a Christian, and it just warmed my heart seeing that people are desiring to become a Christian, and if I could talk to them, I'd be like, oh my goodness, you are not so far. Jesus came for everyone, not just the perfect, like, actually, he would, like, make fun of the Pharisees who thought that they were perfect, because none of us are perfect on this earth, and we all make mistakes, and then in realizing that we've made the mistakes, then we need to repent, but just because, um, we've had sex before marriage just because uh, we were um, in the LGBTQ plus community just because we aren't saved now and we've sinned doesn't mean that we can't be saved because if God came for people who are perfect then Jesus came that was would be pointless because no one's perfect only Jesus and God are um, and so I've just that song gave me hope and I just saw how many people were getting hope and how many people were getting happy and I was like that's what I want with my life one day yes I want to become an interior design designer one day I do want to become a realtor and maybe that's not till I like my retirement age maybe that's not till I'm like 30 40 right now I want to go to school for music and youth ministries and I just learned that that's where God is calling me to be right now and I'm so happy to do that because I want to give people that light I want to give people that hope and I want all the glory to go to God 100% but I want to be used in that because I just love seeing people come to God and realize how amazing a relationship with God is two I learned about God's will. God's will is something that people talk about all the time, but they don't talk about it in detail. They're always like, um, God's will for your life, like follow God's will for your life, um, pray about it, and yada, yada, yada. And yes, that is so true. But I almost thought that God's will for my life was just going to like appear like a, a full on like sign that's like God's way pointing like in a certain direction, like follow this side to get to God's path for you you know and I and so then I was struggling with like what am I going to do for school next year like what if it's not God's will what if it's not God's way and then I was talking at camp and I want to do a deeper episode about this um one day but I we were talking at camp about God's will and I realized that God's will is not necessarily something that God's going to like put right in front of you that he's going to tell you to do sometimes yes that is the case sometimes God is going to say like he did to Jonah go to Nineveh right but sometimes it's going to be more like a Paul story Paul would start walking and go around and start preaching and then when he realized that he wasn't reaching there reaching anyone there anymore when he realized that he was going to get killed or that wasn't where he was supposed to be then he would just keep going on to the next village in the next town and uh sometimes you need people like a Paul sometimes you need to take that step of faith and God will meet you there right God can use you in everything and definitely in everything you're doing it should be for God's glory it should be according to God's uh plan and it should be according to the Bible like following what the Bible says it should not be contradicting the Bible in any way um but I would say that sometimes you do need to take that step of faith and God will meet you there and that's something that's been so eye-opening to me because I think there was this fear of stepping outside of God's will and everything I want to do I want to be 
part of God's will and I want God to be able to use me um, in the most ways possible. But sometimes that's not going to be that sign that just like appears out of nowhere. Sometimes you just need to take that leap of faith and God will meet you there and he will use it in the best way possible that you couldn't even imagine. And the last thing I learned, number one, and I'm still learning to do this, is I learned to trust God and I'm actually, I'm learning to trust God because sometimes things are scary. I know that something has happened with me with my health and I've been talking to a lot of people and I'm like, why is this happening to me, right? Because I know that God uses everything for good and, I, and I've and i seen these movies about how people have like cancer and they're dying but then God heals them in front of all these people and so many people come to know him, you know? And I've seen like all these Uh, like miracle stories like Bethany Hamilton she got her arm cut off and she's like why is this happening but then she had this huge platform and she's so many girls heroes right so I don't want like any attention to myself I don't want glory for myself but I'm like god like how is this for your glory like you know I don't I'm not I don't have a big platform I'm not that well known in my town so how are people going to see me being healed how are people going to see what you can do in me or like I'm I'm following what I believe is your call already. It's not like I need to get sick to do this full 180 and change career paths because I'm so open to wherever you're leading me and wherever you're calling me. And um but I just need to trust that God does have a plan. I need to be patient and sometimes it's not always just gonna show up. Sometimes it's gonna take some time, it's gonna run its course. I need to realize that sickness isn't always, it's not God giving it to you. It's not God like always zapping you with lightning, you know, God allows it and he'll use it. Um, But I can't blame God for my sickness. And I I haven't been doing that, but it's just more of the question, like, why God, like, like, what are, what are you doing with this? But I'm definitely 100% learning to trust him and trust that it's all for his good and it's all for his glory. So those are 10 things that I learned as a recap. Um, Number 10 is that I need new conversation starters. Number nine, I definitely need a schedule. Number eight, I have a very addictive personality to TV shows. Number seven, I'm not ready to be grown up yet. Number, um, what's after seven? Six, yes. Number six, uh, I need to... uh, let people know that I'm joking with them. Um, number five, God provides. Four, God heals. Three, um, how to listen to God's call. Two, um, what God's will really is. And one, I'm learning to trust God. Thank you so much for being a part of my journey this year. Um, next week, I'm going to talk about New Year's resolutions. I realize it's not the last week of the year yet, but it is getting close. And so I just want to say thank you so much for just um, coming alongside me in this journey this year, um, supporting me in every way, being there for me. And um, just thank you so much. I hope that you guys have an amazing week and just reflect on what you've learned in the past year whether writing down a list of 10 things or just writing things down as you think about it and then just thanking God for all the things that he's learned all the things that he's done in your life so that you can learn those things whether um, at the time you thought they were good things or bad things in your life like um, mountains or valleys um, just make sure that you're thanking God for them see you next week (laughs) 